everyone. Welcome to the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model Podcast. This is going to be a mishmash of audio content, LinkedIn content, guest podcasts, interviews, debates, and live Q&A. We'll primarily discuss six topics that reflect the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model. One, sales development versus marketing. Two, the sales assembly line or the AE-CSM split in other subdivisions versus full sales or full sales cycle sales, aka AE-CSM combined, no handoffs, no prospecting. Three, quota versus holistic goals and metrics. Four, commission versus full salary plus bonus. Five, sales versus the option of self-service to the extent desired and possible. Six, the predictable revenue model versus the buyer-centric revenue model. If you haven't already, I highly demand that you sign up for the buyer-centric revenue model community to continue the discussion and help implement the model. Join the movement of forward-thinking peers liberating and modernizing B2B marketing and sales. Achieve a better growth playbook, a competitive advantage, and more productive and fulfilling careers. Enjoy insights, data, best practices, resources, and jobs. Plus, the live Q&A on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head over to buyercentricrevenue.com to sign up. If you want to learn more about the model and these topics, check out my book, The Death of the SDR and the Birth of the Buyer-Centric Revenue Model. It's available on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and audiobook. And now to this episode. Hey, everyone. So in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about what modern, proper, non-spam marketing is, what modern marketing is capable of nowadays. Because I think one of the reasons why prospecting and sales development lingers and why people still drink that Kool-Aid is because they just, they, they don't know. Um, and I think a, a very guilty audience is sales because they are primarily the ones that are beating the prospecting and sales development uh, drum and have always been the biggest proponent of it. And sales leaders are not marketers, are often unsuspecting about marketing and do not care how marketing is done. They just want leads. And oftentimes they want quantity and not quality, which is a huge error um, and to their detriment. But And I think this is true of my own transformation. Like I was in sales development and then in sales, I had no idea what the heck marketing really did. Um, It wasn't until I was wearing a marketing hat, working at a marketing software company, marketing to marketers and learning from a whole bunch of marketers on LinkedIn that I started to understand what marketing is. Um, And I think a lot of people just think that marketing, you know, um, is like, a handmaiden, just, just a handmaid in the sales development. Hey, just give me contact information and I'll chat you later. Thanks very much. Or marketing is just reactive, waiting for buyers to knock on the door. Um, like, well, what made them knock on the door in the first place? No idea. Um, or marketing is just a website and some blogs and some SEO as if, I don't know, it's like part of the picture of 2008. Um, or you know, marketing is insufficient to woo buyers at big companies as if, you know, buyers' preferences for how they want to be marketed to vary depending on how many coworkers they have. Um, or that every marketing touch point 
needs to result in a buyer immediately requesting to speak to sales, um, which spam attempts to do um, and fails, or that marketing is unscalable, um, you know, and therefore we need to start spamming people or doing prospecting. Um, so, and you know, a lot of people don't compare sales development to marketing. They, they don't fully analyze that. They don't separate their pipeline, analyze, analyze the leads, um, you know, from sales development versus marketing, which we talked about in the last episode about running that experiment and that comparison. Um, so yeah, so I want to talk about what marketing actually is nowadays. Um, and marketing could do so many things now that it, it couldn't do back in the day. Um, and so that's why prospecting is unnecessary and does more harm than good. And we've covered that before, but let, let's just kind of run through a whole bunch of, of tactics. Okay. So just sort of make it really concrete. And I have these in the book. Um, I really wanted to break it down for people, all these things that I had no idea when I was in sales and sales development. Um, but yeah, so number one, obviously is content, um, you know, educational, entertaining, and inspirational, any type of format, audio, written, and visual, or a mishmash of the three, really anything that buyers can watch, read, or listen to on any channel, on any topic, perspective, and format. And it can be, you know, content relevant to their day-to-day profession and industry, um, you know, or somehow tangential to your product. Um, and examples include, you know, a podcast or guest podcasting, being a guest on someone else's podcast, events, webinars, roundtables, fireside chats, AMAs, even your website copy. Like really anything that marketing creates is, is content. It's putting out your message and story out there for buyers to consume. That's, um, you know, non spammy. Um, you know, these can be animated videos. These could be, um, memes, gifts, um, guides, best practices, social media posts, comments. Um, you know, these could be, you know, teardowns, case studies. These could be, you know, any sort of research surveys and reports, free templates and tools, you know, playbooks, ROI calculators, a book, um, you know, songs, certifications, uh, even your ads are a form of content. Um, so anyway, yeah, you get the picture about content. Um, the second thing is social media, which is huge, like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Reddit, Quora, Twitter, TikTok, the whole kit and caboodle. Um, these platforms are where your buyers are hanging out every day, scrolling, um, and they're there to learn, laugh, get inspired, network with other people. Um, so this is where you should be distributing content um, and engaging with your audience and building an audience of your own. So for example, taking LinkedIn, LinkedIn, posting, commenting, and connecting with your audience, you know, genuine and thoughtful content and engagement, um, you know, teach someone something, ask questions, answer questions, entertain, you know, sort of create helpful discussion. Um, yeah. So the third one is ads and, you know, digital social media ads, right? The same platforms you just mentioned, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Reddit, Quora, Twitter. And these can also be uh, Google ads or search engine ads, um, ads on podcasts um, that your audience listens to, ads on forums and communities um, that your audience hangs out in, uh, on industry news sites, uh, and also print ads like billboards, subways, buses, TV, print. And then you can take like a picture of that 
um, and then repurpose that on other platforms. Like I've seen people do this with like Times Square ads. So they just get like a cheap Times Square ad on an off hour and then get their company posted up there and then take a picture of it and then distribute that in other channels. Um, but yeah, you can basically educate your entire total, total addressable market um, with, with your ads on, on these social media platforms. You know, you can have different ads with different content, creative messaging offers, formats, and your, and your targeting could be very pretty niche and you can change up your targeting. Like you can run personalized ads to select companies like one-to-one ads. You can even check out other companies' ads on social media to inform your own, you know, through the Facebook and LinkedIn ad, ads library. And you can then retarget website visitors with additional ads. Um, so, so ads are really wonderful. If you were looking for like a direct way to just get in front of your audience. Um, and, you know, if you do sometimes like Facebook ads really well, you can get a pretty good cost per demo request. And anyway, so another one is events and it's a form of content, right? And these events could be in-person or digital, um, one-offs and reoccurring panels, firesides, summits, conferences, roadshows, interviews, AMAs, micro events, um, you know, social events like dinners and concerts. And you can invite your, you know, you can invite your um, audience, your, your, your prospects to, you know, to, to, to come on or to be a, you know, a guest speaker in an event or a guest podcast, you know, co-create content, um, invite influencers, uh, invite customers, um, and, you know, have audience Q and A. So then you're also including your audience to, to get engaged. Um, and you're seeing what questions they have and you're learning about what interests them. Um, or you or someone at your company can be a guest speaker at events, um, or, or, you know, um, you can attend events as a guest and create content, like bring a video camera and just like talk to people and capture that on camera and then chop that up and put on social. Um, you know, and so, a lot of, a lot of it is like content repurposing. So it's like not about getting people to attend the, the live event right then and there, but it's like you record it and then you distribute it on social and email and you extract the audio for a podcast and you put the video up on YouTube and on LinkedIn. It's like, wow, you just, you know, were able to get so much juice out of one event. Um, so yeah. Um, another is co-marketing. Um, so you team up with your partners you know, your partnerships, um, you team up with influencers, customers, and prospects to co-create content. And you, let's say, invite folks to be a guest in your podcast or participate in an event or offer a written quote or write a guest post or be a brand ambassador or an advisor to your company um, or, or to produce a video. Um, and then, yeah, you, you repurpose that content in different formats and you distribute it on social media and all that good stuff. Another is influencer marketing. So you can hire influencers and subject matter experts with an established audience, either as an advisor or marketing contractor, or as a full-time marketer to create content and help you build your audience. Um, So for example, you can have someone host a sponsored pod, uh, you know, a podcast or be a speaker at your event or create written content, you know, such as LinkedIn posts. Um, and they've got the authority, the expertise in the audience to deliver really good content that gets consumed and shared. Um, another tactic is partner marketing. So you can work with partners in your ecosystem to co-market into each other's audience and customer bases. And so you get to leverage their reputation and their audience um, and vice versa. Um, 
another one really important is referral marketing, networking, and affiliate marketing. So you're leveraging, let's just say, the personal network of ownership, leadership, and investors for referral introductions. You're also leveraging referral marketplaces you know, for extended networks. Or maybe you have a refer a friend button in your product or on the website, or you ask your happy customers for referrals, um, or you have referral and affiliate partnerships with vendors, agencies, consultants, influencers, and authors. Um, and you can also refer any unqualified buyers that had submitted a demo request or had spoken to sales and they were unqualified and you can refer them to better fit vendors in exchange for revenue share. Um, and, you know, and vice versa, maybe those, those folks can send you, uh, unqualified buyers for them. Right. Um, number, you know, another one is, uh, you know, community, uh, forums and association marketing. So you can like participate in an existing one, or you can create your own, you know, formally or informally, you know, it's a way for you just to engage with your audience and, and again, build your own audience, you know, answer and ask questions. Um, and, you know, I've seen this all the time. It's like, you know, whether it's revenue collective now pavilion or revenue genius, let's say, um, where it's just people are, you know, just learning from each other and asking questions and learn and like, and they're often talking about different tools and stuff. And, um, it's a great, it's a great way to kind of join in on that discussion. Um, anyway, so another one is, you know, remarketing to previous buyers, users, and prospects that spoke to sales, um, or, you know, again, or were customers, and then they changed their jobs. So, um, they've had some sort of prior relationship with you, know, and like you, and maybe bought from you before, or, or wanted to buy, but didn't get a chance to, or wasn't a good fit at the time. But anyways, they're at a new company. Um, and maybe there's a fit there so you can hit them up again and there's marketing software to automate and scale that. Um, another, uh, or some kind of similar riffing off of that is remarketing to previous prospects that spoke to sales, but didn't buy, uh, this is sometimes known as a recycle campaign. So, you know, let's just say the buyer didn't buy because the product was missing a feature, um, or they just didn't have the money for, you know, your price and you've dropped your price. And now you have the fe missing feature. And so great. You can hit them up again and remarket to them. Um, another one uh, or kind of similar to that is win back campaigns. So let's just say a customer churned for, you know, some reason, and now, it, you know, circumstances have changed and you think it would be good to hit them up again. Great. Um, go see if they want to do business now that things have changed from your end. Um, or maybe on their end, maybe their business took a downturn and now they're on an upswing. Um, another is, and it's not quite a tactic, but it's sort of, it's more like a strategy, which is industry specific marketing. It's like you, you focus your marketing on specific industries or categories of software. And that focus on a certain industry helps you to build expertise and a reputation. And, you know, buyers tend to change jobs in the same industry. We just talked about that. Um, and so you can hit up those folks again, and it's very incestuous in that industry and you build a name within that industry. Um, and let's just say you've got customers in that industry, then you can kind of leverage their brand within that industry to help build credibility. Um, so yeah. And another one is sponsorships. So you can, some of it's kind of like similar to ads. You can sponsor podcasts, events, um, forums and communities, influencers and content creators. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're basically 
leveraging someone else's audience um, and getting, getting your brand out there. And similarly, you can get sponsors, let's say for your events to help offset your marketing costs. Um, and it helps you to build, let's say, relationships with people in your ecosystem, you know, non-competitive vendors. Um, you know, these could be also partners and affiliate partners. So you're really trying to like find, you know, allies, let's say. Um, now, another is your website. And it's like website, that's not really, you know, that it's not kind of like a marketing tactic, but it's, no, it is. I mean, the web, the website is basically like a 24 seven marketer and seller and the best a company has. Um, and so marketing is responsible for it and you can give buyers all the info they need upfront, you know, everything about the product and pricing and benefits and the ROI calculator, uh, demo recording product tour. They can try the product for free to some extent, you know, free trial or sandbox testing, or, you know, or, or buy now even or self-service all the way. Um, FAQs, comparison guides, what the implementation process is, social proof, case studies, testimonials, reviews. Um, and on the website, you know, if, let's say if, if a buyer is interested in speaking with sales, you know, you, you can automatically qualify them with a few form questions and then enable qualified buyers to book a meeting directly from a seller's calendar. So you marketing can automate that. Um, and so we've also just talked about self-service. I really won't go into that, but it's like, yeah, just give buyers a self-service option with as much assistance from sales um, as is like needed and, and possible. But yeah, beta access, free trial, freemium, sandbox environment, product tours, demo recordings, buy now and, and, and also money back guarantees. Um, so, you know, you're, you're letting your, your buyers be in the driver's seat and they can try the product to some extent or at no cost without, you know, they don't have to go through this whole song and dance with sales. Um, you know, uh, let's say email marketing. So you can, you know, email buyers to do some co-marketing and co-create content in a non-sales situation. Again, like podcast guest, event speaker, um, be a co-host or do a webinar or, or get a quote for a book or a blog, or if you have a referral introduction, um, or if there was a prior relationship, such as when, you know, they were a customer that changed jobs or a previous prospect. And so it's a recycle campaign or a previous, you know, a customer account that churned. So a win back campaign, um, or to conduct market research interviews to refine your product and marketing strategy and tactics, or to distribute content to opt-ins. Um, there's also in-product marketing. So, um, you know, in the software itself or in the application itself, you know, notifications, ads, and banners. So like your buyers in there, they're, you know, it's top of mind for them. Just be like, Hey, did you also know about X, Y, and Z? Um, you know, upsell, cross sell thing like that. Or if it's like, let's say it's, um, right. It's a self-service product and they're using it for free to some extent you're, you're um, letting them know of what's available in the paid version, what they're missing out on. Another marketing tactic is an advisory board. So you invite your customers or influencers and prospects to become advisors so they can inform the product, they can inform marketing and sales, as well as become like referral partners and advocates. Um, you know, you, you can even create a Slack community or you can provide some sort of financial incentive for them. Um, and, you know, these advisors often put their experience on their LinkedIn profile for you know, free promotion. Um, another is, uh, I would say customer marketing, you know, so marketing to your customers for expansion, retention, training and adoption. Um, and, and so it's like happy customers breed customers, right? So, um, 
you know, whether you're trying to get case studies or testimonials or referrals or putting together user conferences or building a community or doing co-marketing, you know, having them on the podcast or whatever, um, having a customer advisory board or sending them some swag. Um, it, it's just, you know, they will be advocates and spread word of mouth. Um, another tactic is comedic marketing. So you can hire comedians and content creators or marketers that specialize in creating humorous content. So for example, there's corporate bro, right? In the sales world. Um, and metadata.io used him at a recent event or John Selig, uh, a stand-up comedian um, or Todd Klauser at Refine Labs and who's a content creator. And so, you know, you can ha have them help produce content whether that's a podcast or videos or ads, posts and social media stuff or, or be entertainment at events. Um, Similarly, another tactic is creative marketing. So you, you can hire like musicians, artists, singers, painters, designers, writers, videographers, dancers, actors, comedian. Well, yeah, we already talked about comedians, um, cartoonists, industry reporters, and journalists to produce really good content, whether that's for social media or ads or for your website, you know, videos, posts, how to's guides, um, or help with event entertainment. Another is like your personal or personal reputation. So employees at the company that create content and build an audience on social media, and that could be the founder or CEO or a subject matter expert or the marketers, um, especially if they're, you know, pitching into marketing, um, but not exclusively. Um, and they can share their story, their expertise, their thought leadership, um, you know, their successes and failures or uh, just, you know, whatever their point of view is. And, and they help to make your company more personable, help to build the affinity um, and the demand. So for example, if you think of like Chris Walker at Refine Labs or David Cancel at Drift or Kyle Porter at Salesloft, um, Sam Nelson at Outreach.io, uh, let's see, uh, at Gong, you've got Udi. Yeah, we'll just leave it at Udi. I don't know his last name. Um, or Sarah Brazier. Um, so yeah, uh, you get the point. Now, another um, is market research interviews. We mentioned them earlier. So you can invite buyers to this non-sale situation where you can ask them you know, questions to refine your marketing efforts. And buyers love sharing their expertise to help you build something. And it also indirectly builds awareness, demand, and word of mouth. Um, they'll tell their friends about it, their peers about it, or maybe they actually like are interested in what you've got and they appreciate it wasn't like a direct salesy situation. Um, Another uh, tactic, I think it's not, well, yeah, it says like marketing attribution and it's requiring like, how did you hear about us on the demo request form as an open text field? Um, and also asking buyers in the first meeting. So having sales ask buyers and also marketing, conducting customer interviews. And I think this is really important because it allows you to sort of refine your marketing efforts and know to what extent certain touch points are influencing the buyer. Um, and, uh, you know, cause you can never really through software alone measure 100% of touch points, 100% of the time, um, you know, and say this caused that how much, but I think this is really important to get, you know, to, to place the right bets, but also make sure you get more funding for the right bets. And also to show that like, Hey, this is what proper modern marketing is achieving at our own company uh, relative to let's just say what spam and prospecting is doing. Um, so hopefully that gives some, and that's just like a taste of what proper 
modern non-spam marketing is um, at a very high level. Um, these are all things I had no idea about when I was in sales and sales development. Um, and, you know, hopefully that gives you guys a, a little bit of a clearer picture of what the opportunity cost is if you're throwing your marketing investment resources away into prospecting and sales development and what you're missing out on um, and what marketing desperately wants to do um, but can't do or is counteracted by sales development. So it's like, how can you do all these tactics to try to woo your buyer at the same time sales development is spamming them? It's like going to a bar, trying to um, you know, woo a girl and only to be a jerk at the end and like ask her to marry you. And then you wonder why she slaps you in the face or you never hear back from her. Um, and that's how buyers feel on the receiving end of prospecting and, and sales development um, and the relationship between sales development and marketing. So anyway, I hope you enjoy that one. Probably for the next episode, uh, let's see. I might talk about the predictable revenue model because obviously the buyer-centric revenue model is trying to displace that. Um, as a superior alternative and, you know, the bad practices, which we talked about prior in, in like different episodes are primarily caused by and preserved by the predictive revenue model. Um, I don't know why I pointed to the poster, but it doesn't say predictive revenue model on it, but, uh, yeah. So I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so yeah, uh, message me if you have any questions, um, there will be an announcement about the buyer-centric revenue model community. So stay tuned, stay tuned for that. Um, and there will be a, like an official podcast at some point. So speaking of all these proper modern non-spam marketing, I'm trying to do that. Um, and let's see how it goes. So far, it seems to be working quite well. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Buyer-centric revenue model over and out.